I come to you hungry and tired. A whole generation listened and inspired. I don't know if you understood the impact you had. With angry and violent lyrics, you'd have thought you were mad. But you were just telling your story, not yelling at the world to adore me. Your journey was one of many highs and lows. So much that we knew, and some we will never know. Gone too soon ain't even a question. Hopefully in peace is where you're resting. Some say you're looking down when you demise you meet. So I hope you saw them chant your name in the streets. Some say East Coast Wise J is the best, but for me, I roll with X. So fuck the rest. Your legacy isn't just music, it's an art. It will help the world remember you while we're apart. I never stopped listening since the beginning, so I promise I'll keep it going until the ending. I'll continue to spread your music for as long as I'm around and share in joy with those that are down. Dark man, Earl, most importantly, X. Thank you for everything. You were one of the best. Let us pray. And there you have it. Rest in peace, Darkman X, a.k.a. the legendary DMX, East Coast icon, hip-hop pioneer, legend, some may say, influencer, aggressive, gritty, and yet still tender and sensitive and soft and God-fearing. There was just, you know... He was a man of many sides, and I think that all came through in the music. And that was beautiful. I'm assuming that was a uh, a Savage original tribute. It was. Man, that was beautiful, man. That was like uh, like some spoken word, like poetry. And one uh, of the things, of course, you know I'm going to pick up on it. There's not only are you paying tribute to your icon and hero, DMX, you managed to get a little Jay-Z dig in there, too, in the process. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a dig. It was like, if you listen to DMX... And you, and you have listened to his albums. He has every every album. He has a prayer like that. Yes, absolutely. right. And he even did it on the verses. Yes, he like did. Like he they, said, Snoop said, it "Open this up, kick it, kick it off, Earl." Yes, you know. Yeah. And so, I just thought that would be cool if I did a DMX type prayer thing. Yes. But then talked about who he was and what he was, and right. you know what I mean. What and, he and, meant to you? To me, and, and and just like I mean, you saw the videos. There was like. Thousands and thousands of people in Yonkers and Queens chanting DMX and, outside the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful, man. And it was, and, 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 uh, you and they know. were still there when they took his body out and yeah. drove him away. It was an amazing thing to see. And 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 I talked about this a little bit, like, and it wasn't necessarily to take a shot at Jay. I know. In general, but like for me, <laughs> like, like I told you, like some people think that guy's the best, and they're like East Coast, and I was like, nope, Puffy, nope, Biggie. I like Biggie, but like X was my dude. Right. Right. You know, and, 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 you know, and I posted when he passed, like, this one hurts for me, you know, for yes. Savage, yes. And, you know, and, 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 and one of my favorite things about, obviously not my favorite thing about him passing, but one of my favorite things that resulted in him passing, and I don't remember if I told you this or not, but if I didn't, like, I had multiple people, multiple people reach out to me. And be like, yo, you good? Like, I know this was your dude. Like, and for right, people to right. be like that to me, like, yeah, that means, yo, Sav, right? That's the DMX guy, right? That's my DMX dude, right. right? Yeah, like I'm talking my son. Like my son was like, I remember, I remember me being 14, rolling around Merced, us bumping DMX, you know? Right. Going, arr, 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 yes, you know? yes, sir, and, yes, sir. And, and uh, so, I mean, my, you know, uh, the Mad Cyclone. So many people. Bobby Barbacoa reached out. You know, he's like, right. hey, I know that he was important to you. I know that, you know, I can't imagine if somebody that, like, you know, he's like, I don't know how I'd feel if Drake died. Because that's, you know, his dude. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got a few dudes that are, like, my dude. Right. And, um, but, you know, this it, it, it's, uh, it just sucks, man. Yeah. Especially, especially when you know the struggles that dude went through. Right. Ups and downs. Right. 
and like he had just finished an album and he had done the thing with DMX and when he, he did the thing with Snoop, the verses, and we literally talked about it. We were like, like you were like, man, I didn't realize how much and how, you know, you were like kind of almost awoken a little bit to the DMX sure. train. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, because it was in that era where you were like somewhere else. Right. Not really, you know. Right. Down with X, if you right, will. Right, and uh, and so the fact that he was kind of, and we talked about him, like, man, I hope he gets back in shape. I'd love to see that guy live. He talked about Swizz Beats was going to get him back in the gym and get him ready for a tour and the album release. And it seemed like, the saddest part of it is it seemed like he was on the cusp of kind of turning things around. He was with a woman. I think he was even married. Uh, you know, he had the, we talked about that he had the pot belly going on and, and he, he was looking comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously when you're overweight like that, you're not hitting the dope hard. You're not, you know, you, you, that have a tendency to thin you out and make you gaunt. Like well, he uh, looked like he was enjoying life. Many years ago, and I don't remember what year it was, maybe 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. He got arrested in, I think, South Carolina right. for, like, drunk driving and intoxicated, and he had, like, drugs on him, like, got thrown in jail, right? Right. So, you know, anytime something like that happens and you're famous, that shit spreads like wildfire. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So his booking photo came out, right? And and I, I remember, like, me and my coworker Tracy, right. we both like DMX, and, and, and the picture was just... Oh man, dude! Like you know, what you feel like you see somebody. Like it, it right, didn't even right. look like him. Right. He was so skinny and like just you know what is it, gaunt? Is that yeah, like gaunt, gaunt frail? Like oh man, he and we, sunken in. Yeah, yeah just like, that whole like and, and DMX like in his prime, like he was he was buff. Absolutely. And and, and but thin, but like buff. But cut. Yeah, he, yeah. He was cut. This looked like a dude I see at the Circle K asking for change. Right. And I was like, man, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. to see him, you know, and, and he'd been, you know, we hadn't heard a lot from DMX over the last few years. No. You know, he'd pop up every now and then, like on a on a feature somewhere, but like right, very, right. very, very, you know, he was on the Forever MC thing. Right, correct. But like, we're like, oh, man, that song's fire, but then... No, no, nowhere. We don't see him. You know, right, right. He's probably busy paying child support somewhere. But yes, for the seventeen uh, kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, <laughs> so you know, but the 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 fact that we saw him on Versus and like it came out and then coronavirus and everything's weird. And he comes out and he's looking a little portly. Yes. And I and, and we talked about it. I think on the episode, yeah, like we, we, that's kind of good to me. Yeah, that was what you said. You said I'd much rather see oh. him like that. Oh yeah. Than see him go the opposite direction. This means he's cleaning up his act and he's comfortable and he's enjoying life that's when you get big when you're home you got the wife you got the kids and we, we know eating. yeah we've been there i've been there personally i mean i'm there right now like so <laughs> i haven't been there i am there good news folks uh i can confirm bill is not on drugs no absolutely not that <laughs> Wait, was the funniest thing is but, burrito a drug it could be yeah it's my addiction <laughs> sorry cyclone yeah i uh that's one of the funniest things man when i got down to my goal weight I, my goal weight was 200 i hit 197 when i got down to 197 people would be literally asking my wife and at or asking my co-workers is bill okay is everything all right is he sick is he on drugs whoa, whoa what's happening here like do you remember last I'm like i'm healthy shit <laughs> you remember last summer when yeah. i ran into that person i hadn't seen in a few years yeah yeah and i was down a hundred since I've seen that guy. Right. And he was like, hey, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like total, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. voice change. He was like, how are you doing? Yeah. Is, is everything all right? Like, are you good? Like, what's going on? But I was like, yeah, man, I'm fine. Why? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, you know, you're just, you know, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just curious, man. Yeah. Is that what, yeah, man, 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 did he do that? <laughs> well, yeah, because he was like, <laughs> he, he didn't know how to he do was like, he was tiptoeing around yeah, and he, he was didn't like, know how to he, say it. He, yeah. He's like, we're at that age now where, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. someone might have the big C. Or Shit could like, go down. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, like, yeah. what's wrong, dude? Like, you know, are, are your organs failing? What's yeah. going on? I'm just like, nah, man, I just fucking cut out cupcakes. Yes. <laughs> no more beer. Yeah. Cut out cupcakes. There really isn't a delicate way to say, hey, man, you dying? Like, pretty much that's what he means. And, and that's the thing to yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah. like, and you know, and this is the funny thing, and then we're, like, way off track. Welcome to the 209 to Infinity podcast. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Boy Savage. Uh if if somebody came to me and was like, "Yo, Scott, you look healthy, dude," I'd yeah. be like, "Thanks, man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I told Sweet Annie D one day she looked healthy. She fucking got mad. Really? Yeah, like, oh, so I'm fat. 
What? Oh, she's thinking healthy. Healthy doesn't that, mean fat. Yeah. Apparently to girls it does. Yo, you looking. I always thought thick was the, the nice way to say like, like, I don't think girls like that. Like dudes like using that term, but I've never thought that, yo, baby, you thick. Like what? You just, that's a nice way to say I'm fat. Like, I don't, I, I always thought like that was not what women would want to hear. Really. That's something dudes or rappers made up, but it's not something legit. See, I think know. we're off track. Yes, we are. But you know, it's funny because my homie, my homie Keith, when he started doing keto and CrossFit, people started asking him if he had cancer. You brought up the big C. He'd hear that quite a bit. Like people were like, Keith's got cancer. And he's like, No, I'm healthy, man. I'm, I'm. This is what I should look like. You got used to the, the other me. That's that's not how I'm supposed to look. But yeah, man. So you got you got you got the big C. Nah, I cut out the big C. Yeah, cupcake. <laughs> that's it, man. But yeah, so X was comfortable. He was enjoying life, and I really. Uh, thought after that battle because you know they have something that's called the versus effect after you do a versus you see a bump in your streams you see a bump in your uh, your physical copies of your album selling you're getting more revenue coming in from people downloading your videos they, they are literally calling this now this uh, COVID created this versus was probably one of the biggest things to come out of COVID so he had this bump and then I saw him going into an album and a tour off of that, riding that wave of like, X is gonna be back. Like this is gonna be like, everybody loves a comeback story. And I think even if you're not a big hip hop fan, like if he would have gotten in shape and gotten back on the road and cleaned his shit up and dropped a dope album and went on the road, people would have been like, bravo dude, get it. Put in that work, hell yes. Cause we all like to see that. Americans love an underdog, come from behind and win story. and. I felt like that's where he was going. So well, the the other thing too, to, sad to factor into that too is like the legends from the golden era. Yeah, we're talking Method Man, Red Man, Snoop Dogg, right. Dr. Dre, DMX, that Jay Z, those guys from that era. Right, right. They've got you know the Midas touch, man. Right. They've got so many followers, and they're so good at what they do, yes. right? You know what I mean? Like, Snoop just dropped an album on 420. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a good album. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, and this is two albums in a row, and he's, what, 50? Yes. yes 48, 50? I think he's 50. I think you know he what was I mean? 49 last year, yeah. Right? So, so if he, all he had to do was come out with something, and it'd be remotely good, right. and it would have blown up. Oh, absolutely. Blown up. Yeah. Especially now. Yes. You know, so uh, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, DMX, a.k.a. Earl Simmons, right. uh, born December 18th, 1970, passed away April 9th, 2021, uh, known by his stage name DMX, which is Darkman X, which I knew you did not know. No, I learned that after we, well, we've discussed him several times on this podcast. Right. Yeah. Uh, released his uh, debut album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot, in 1998. Uh, and he sold uh, 251,000 copies in the first week. Uh, his best album, selling album was And Then There Was X in 1999, which uh, included the hit single, uh, Y'all Gonna Make Me Lose My Mind. Party Up In Here. Party right? Up. Yeah, Party Up. In up. Here. Yep. Uh, 2003 singles, Where The Hood At, X Gonna Give It To You, uh, are the most commercially successful songs he's had, which I'm assuming means like, you know, um, either singles or like used yeah, and stuff yeah. commercially. And how they charted, I would yeah, imagine yeah. too. Yeah. But hey, the only rapper, man, to ever, I don't know if anybody's done it since. It may, maybe they have, but to, now with streaming, it's different. But at that time, he dropped two albums in the same year and they both went platinum. And he's, that was like fucking unheard of. He's the first artist to ever debut an album uh -huh. at number one. Yeah. Five times in a row. Damn. That's it right there. <laughs> D. <laughs> yeah, man. He dropped the uh, "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot," and he dropped "Flesh of My Flesh" and "Blood of My Blood" in the same year. And both those albums had smashes on them, and both those albums went platinum. And I don't think at that up until that point, I don't believe a rapper had ever done that. And I, I don't know if it's happened since or not. He was also in films. He was in Belly, Romeo yeah. Must Die. Saw that one. Exit Wounds. Saw that one. Cradle to the Grave. Yep, saw and, that one. And Last Hour. I didn't see Last Hour. In 2006, hour. he was in a reality TV show called DMX, Soul of a Man. Okay, I didn't, didn't know watch that. Didn't watch it. I might have to try to find that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then uh, he published, a, in 2003, he published a book of his memoirs entitled Earl, the autobiography of DMX. 
Belly is an incredibly underrated movie. Uh, very, very good, man. I, I thought his performance in that was really good. I was, uh, you know, I was, a, I, as mentioned on this podcast, I'm not one of these people that's going to front like when somebody dies and talk about, oh my God, they changed my life. I don't know what I would do without them. What a, you know, they, 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 they made me who I am. I'm seeing a lot of that as we get these artists to pass. And sometimes I wonder like, really, dude, really? Were you that big of a fan or is it just something to say now? But um, I will say this, uh, I'm very, very happy that because of this podcast, I was able to dive in because you said he could just drop an album that was even remotely good and people would go crazy. And the thing is, he's got quite the extensive catalog. So after you and I started discussing DMX and I started diving in, I started listening to albums like the later albums that people were like, oh, X is done. This is not anywhere near. And I'm listening to some of those going, what the fuck was wrong with this? Like, there's a nice album, man. Like we we have got to come up with a term. Yeah. Because we've talked about that. It's not just DMX, right? Yeah. Like I've gone back. Like I remember I I, can't, I, I told you that I went back and I listened to the Dub C Ghetto Heisman album. Right. When that came out, I didn't like it. Right. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Right. And I went back and listened to it now and I was like, what was I? This is good. Yeah. There's like eight tracks on here I like, <laughs> like really like, like, yeah, yeah. like it was in heavy rotation for like weeks. Yes, yes. And yes. when I came out, I was like, okay, uh, the the retwist song with Snoop, and then yes. everything else was like, eh. Yeah. Now, 15, 20 years, I go back, and I'm like, this album is fire. I think we gotta call that suffering from the golden era effect. If you came up in that '90s golden era of hip hop where you had albums that were just so seminal, so just so impactful just so game changing that really good albums that came out during that time got lost in the mix. I got it bro. Yeah, I what got you got? It. Yeah. We didn't appreciate it cuz we were in the middle of a golden era hangover. There you go. That's golden era hangover. I like right? that. Yeah. Like we couldn't appreciate it cuz it was after right after the golden era. It was still good, but like we was like you know, on the couch with some uh with some uh, Gatorade and uh, yeah. <laughs> ibuprofen and maybe a couple multivitamins trying to get right. That sounds like a rap there. I couldn't appreciate it because I was inundated with the golden ever hangover. You know, it's got like a rap feel to it, which is, you know, fitting since we're talking <laughs> about makes yeah. Sense, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but that's exactly it because I am so happy that, you know, they talk about every time someone dies and everybody starts throwing the flowers at them and giving them all these kudos and respect and everybody says, man, Let's give these icons their flowers. Let's give them their roses while they're still here. Let's not wait till they're dead. And I'm really proud to say that I believe the 209 Till Infinity podcast, we gave DMX his roses. We we gave him his flowers. We paid our respect to him by talking about him several, several times on this podcast. Not once, not twice. We had several DMX conversations. I think on his birthday, we talked about him. On an album anniversary, we talked about him. The Snoop battle, we talked about him. Like, And I'm so proud of the fact that we, we did that. And I, I wanna start something. I was thinking on the way down here, I'd really like to start um, a segment, 209 to infinity heartbeat props. You, you did a lot of thinking on the way. Yes, down, right? I did, man. Well, I got an hour and 20. It's a long drive, man. So I, I, I would love to just do a segment where we just give somebody their props. Water's still here. And we say why. And it don't even got to be a musician or an actor. It could be a family member or a, a, a co-worker or a friend that just let's give them their heartbeat props and, and, and tell why we love them and respect them and why they deserve it. While, while they're still here, man, while they're still with us and breathing and living and working. I mean, uh, why Digital Underground, man, they say it in that song, Heartbeat Props. You know, you give more respect to a dead man than you do my man, and my man's got the plan in his hand. You know, like, that's it, man. Like, talk to that dude right there and let him know how you feel about him. But yeah, man, it was a, I know it was a sad day for a lot of people. I saw Chris Webby post that he had just did a song with DMX. And he was working with his people on how they were going to coordinate it and release it. And Webby was actually out there at the hospital. Uh, one of the people in the crowd chanting and doing the music and, and getting down out there. And, and, and that's one of the things that kind of popped up when all this kind of uh, transpired, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I, if I showed you this or I told you this or that you didn't even see it. But, like, we talk about a lot of guys, right? We follow a lot of people. Right, right, right. And things like that. Um, obviously... You know how I feel about Tech Nine. Right. You're right. also a big fan. Right. Um, 
And then when, when, when a guy like this goes, it kind of hits everybody. Sure. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Like every, every artist I know or follow said something. Right. You know, everyone. Right? Like Yellow Wolf, E-40, yeah. Snoop, everybody. They were all every, Everybody. Yeah. Tech Nine posted, that's his, that is his biggest musical, um, uh, I forget the word right now, but frustration, like, it's the one person he never did a song with. It's his big regret. Biggest regret. Yeah. And he had just saw him a couple years ago, and right. they talked about doing an album, or doing a song. Yeah. And then... Tech had he posted the screenshot of him and DMX talking, said I found the track and he was like sent him the track. Oh shit! Like it was in the process. Oh man, that would. It was going to be on this next album. Oh man, there you go, man. That's insane. And like, and then Tech played like the clip of like what the the beat's going to be like, and you can totally hear DMX on it, man. Oh, that's too bad. Terrible, man. man. Yeah, that's like Andre 3000 talking about. Uh, at Fife Dog's funeral, he got up and said, you know, we were supposed to do an Outcast Tribe, like, full album, like a project. And uh, we kept getting busy and kept delaying it and kept delaying it. And you know what? Don't delay. Do it. Live for the moment. Get it done. Because tomorrow's not promised, you know, and that's going to be one of my regrets. We didn't do a, a Tribe Outcast collabo album. That would have been insane. But yeah, man, I mean, I mean, I just mentioned Digital Underground where the... Uh, talking about the passing of hip-hop icons we also just like literally like what was it two days ago now i think we we lost uh shock g the leader founder writer creator producer of digital underground who was you know how you feel about dmx for me shock g and digital underground was that as that important to me like that that was the, a group that kind of changed the way I looked at hip hop and how how I observed it and what you could do with it, like I think the thing that makes Shock G and DMX there's I feel like there's two things that separate good rappers and amazing, incredible, great rappers, and that's originality and being genuine. Uh, and I feel like DMX and Shock G they both had that in spades. Like original, forget about it. Who you heard barking on a track, right? Like, and it sounded legit. Like when that barking could have been incredibly corny and cheesy, but when DMX did it, it sounded legit. Like he meant that. That's who he was. We, we talked about that. Like yeah. when you when we first started talking about it, like you when the first time I really talked about DMX and you hadn't really dug in, like you were talking about the barking, like he's this big cut, right? Tough looking dude. And he'll do like and a he, puppy and he's bark. not like yeah. Right? He's like arr, arr, Yeah. You know. Doing like a puppy bark, yeah. But, and Mercy's probably freaking out, like, what in the world is going on in there? But like, it doesn't. It, it sounds like Mercy barking, or like, you know? right, right. And, and you see, you, you pay attention to DMX, and he's got like pits and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Absolutely, it, man. But it was legit. That's what right, he was right. when he rapped. It was incredibly original, but at the same time, I, that's how he talked. Like, I truly believe that's who he was, and that's what separates good MCs and great MCs. If you're original and you're 100% genuine in what you do, uh -huh. that will set you apart and take you to that next level. And I feel the same way about Shock G. Who would have thought that putting on a funny nose and glasses and changing your voice to sound like this and rapping about having sex in a Burger King bathroom, like would 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 work? Like wearing crazy outfits and changing your character and, and doing that. It's completely original. But at the same time, that's Shock G. I believe that's who that dude was. Like he loved putting on the glasses and playing characters and having a, he didn't just play Humpty Hump. He was also like on another album, he was Peanut Hakeem, a, a lawyer on a skit. And then he was MC Blowfish on one of the, well, he rapped as MC Blowfish on the Underwater Rhymes track. He just loved having fun playing characters and being completely original, but I believe that's who he was. A lot of people said he was very quiet 
and uh, and introspective, and he he liked his private time. Uh-huh. So he created these characters so he could be wild because he wasn't the wild crazy dude, and he would create these characters to live vicariously through them on the mic. Like Shock G might not be comfortable saying he had sex in a Burger King bathroom, but Humpty Hump could say it and talk about tickling your rear in the '69 with the big nose, like. And he like was very protective of the Humpty Hump brand. Like he never, I was reading that he never uh, liked to really come out and say for a long time that he was Humpty Hump. Obviously he played Humpty Hump, but he would always talk about Humpty as his own person. And he was very protective. He would have uh, like when Humpty and Shock G had to be on the stage at the same time. Sometimes I read that he used like mirrors to give you an image like they were both there. Or he would have another rapper who was kind of the same build, like put on the nose and hat and be out there with him when they had to. But then when it came to him doing this song, he would come out and do this song by himself. Like he was very protective of the character and what he built and what he created. But I mean, just I know a lot of people when they think Digital Underground, they think about the Humpty Dance and do what you like and freaks of the industry and kiss you back. But just like DMX, the catalog, go on Spotify, man. The catalog's deep. He continued to innovate, change, and create. Every album has a different theme and a different feel. And they just opened my mind to what the possibilities are. They have an album called Future Rhythm. And after Future Rhythm, they have an album called Who Got the Gravy? Those two albums are so completely different, but so completely mind-blowing to me and game-changing. Future Rhythm has this like futuristic, funky sound. It has weird electro-sounding beats, but still funky. Has Shock doing a lot more singing. And then you get Who Got the Gravy, where it's like more traditional, straight-up hip-hop. You got KRS-One on there. You got Big Pun on there. You got a song with Humpty and Biz Marquee that is absolutely epic. On Future Rhythm, you got a song with Humpty and Del the Funky Homo Sapien. I would just tell everybody right now, if you've only dug into the first Digital Under, if you only know the hits, the way I only knew the hits for DMX, and you're gonna dig into Digital Underground albums, please listen to Future Rhythm, and please listen to Who Got the Gravy. Like, I, I can tell you this. Incredible. I've listened to all these albums, which probably isn't a surprise to you. Right. But looking up Who Got the Gravy, is worth it just to look at the album cover. Yes, their covers are insane, man. But yeah, I promise you. Yeah, <laughs> but the song, uh, the song with Big Pun, the mission is crazy, dude. But yeah, man, just a, what a loss. And you know, he's been really quiet. You talk about we didn't hear from DMX in the last few years. Like I followed we we as two hundred nine till infinity podcast followed Shock G. He was really hard to find on Instagram. I had to really do some digging because he's not Shock G. It's like Sir Shock-a-Lock or something like that. And he didn't post all that often. And he there hasn't been a new Digital Underground album since like 08. And he was notorious for not liking to tour. I had actually heard his son was going out on the road and doing Digital Underground stuff like in his place. And he was producing for other people. Like he did keys on a lot of the Tupac stuff. And he worked with Prince on a song, like on a remix. So, I mean, man, just that that one hit me, I think, the way DMX hit you. Like, I was really sad to hear about DMX. But, man, this one, I was like, nah. Because I saw them at Arco Arena in probably 91, headline Arco Arena. Tupac was the background dancer on the Humpty Dance. And then he came out and did the only time I ever saw Tupac. He came out and did his verse on this song with Digital Underground. But before that, he was in the background doing the Humpty Dance. And, you know, he was he was a background dancer and a roadie for Digital Underground. And this show was so epic. They had... It was the first time I ever saw a group, a rap group, really put on a show. I'd seen rap shows before that where it was like a DJ, a mic, two turntables, and they just did their thing. Like, maybe they had some lights, some background dancers. But this, they had like a wall of televisions flashing images on the screen. And they had a live drummer. I'd never seen hip hop with live. You know, we've seen a lot of shows now where they bring a drummer. Rappers bring a drummer. Chris Webby did it. Yellow Wolf did it. Jelly Roll did it. But Digital had a drummer. They had a DJ, a drummer, and Shock G played the keys. I'd also never seen a rapper play an instrument up until that point. Like, so they just blew my mind on a lot of levels. The show was amazing. I left that show in '91, going, man. I want to do what those guys just did. I want to blow people's minds on stage and just change the game the way they did. So, yeah, man, it's sad. Rest in peace, Shock G. Rest in peace, DMX. 
I mean, what a crazy time right now for hip hop. We're losing, you know, a lot of big names. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, we also lost, uh, I don't know a lot about this artist. We also lost Black Rob. Before before we switch that up real quick. Yeah. Let me just tell you this. Yeah. Gregory Edward Jacobs, a.k.a. Shock G. That's him. A.k.a. Humpty Hump. Yep. A.k.a. Piano Man. Yep. A.k.a. Rackadelic. A.K.A. Yeah. MC Blowfish, yep. A.K.A. Gregory Racker, <laughs> A.K.A. Icy Mike, A.K.A. Michael Boston, A.K.A. E7L, A.K.A. Peanut Hakeem Anufu. There he is. That's the lawyer. Uh, A.K.A. Shakim Bokja, <laughs> A.K.A. Vidat Jit got a dolphin nose. <laughs> nice. He got more A.K.A.s than you do, man. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I mean, maybe, but they're yeah. not listed. Yeah. And you know, there's a whole story behind how Humpty was a singer in an R&B band, but and one day he burnt his nose on a deep fryer or something like that, and then had to put on the glasses and become Humpty Hump the rapper because he was too ugly now to be in a R&B band. That's like a story that Shock G created on how Humpty Hump burnt his nose on a griddle or a skillet or something like that, the cooking accident. Yeah. His list of who he's worked with, Digital Underground, obviously, Money B. Of course. Yeah. Tupac. Right. Angelo Knox. I don't know who that is. No, I don't either. Loonies. Yep. DJ King Assassin. Okay. Rappin' Fote. Yep. Ray Love. Yep. Easy E. Yo. Murs. Okay. Safir. Raw Fusion. Dr. Yep. Dre. Yep. George Clinton. Strictly Dope. E40. And Prince. Yes. Not, a, not bad. Not bad at all. Nah, man was staying busy. He was a producer. That's the thing. You know, there's a difference between just beat makers and producers. He, he could make the beats, but he also just produced and... Yeah, so it's crazy. So, yeah, man, crazy, man. That, that one hit hard for me. But another one that I know affected a lot of people but didn't affect me because I didn't listen to this dude's music back in the day. I didn't really get it was Black Rob also passed, who was a big uh, a big artist in that second wave of Bad Boy. You know, after Biggie passed and they made the shift to Mace, Black Rob was in there with the song, Whoa. And I don't know about you, but at the time, I didn't really get it. I didn't get that song. I thought it was kind of lazy a little bit. Like, you know, I got, you know, when I pull up in my car, it's like, whoa. When I break out my money, it's like, whoa. So I didn't, and you know, and you and I have talked, we weren't big, bad. Like, I loved the first wave of Bad Boy Biggie and Craig Mack. But when it rolled into, like, um, The Locks and Black Rob and... Uh, you know, Faith Evans and 112, they kind of lost me. I didn't I didn't appreciate it as much, but I know Black Rob was a big part of that bad boy dynasty. And you can't talk about hip hop without talking about the bad boy effect. I mean, bad boy, death row, def jam. I mean, huge. But I'll be the first to admit that I didn't get whoa back in the day. But since he's passed, so I wouldn't pretend to be like this guy affected me and it, it didn't hit that hard for me. But I saw a lot of people that it seemed to affect and I went back and checked out the video for Whoa, you know, and I was just like, yeah, man, I was off base. That's a cool track, man. That was a cool idea for a track. It was creative. He's got a really cool voice. It was much more gritty and aggressive. Like a lot of his stuff was darker for Bad Boy, which is probably why he didn't. I don't think he stuck it out a real long time with Bad Boy because probably same reason the locks didn't work out with Bad Boy. Like Diddy had a hard time with the like grittier street side of things, the gangster shit. Like he was great with Mace. He seemed to make it work with Biggie, but he didn't have a lot of good luck with that darker stuff. So yeah, man, but I didn't, did you back in the day, were you a fan? Like I own the album. You own it. Okay. I, see, that's I what owned. I, I don't know if I still have it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Hey, uh, but was, I, I definitely owned it. It was I, that golden era hangover, baby. I mean, <laughs> and just like you said, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. What is he? Gritty. Yeah. Dark. Yes. That's savage. I, you, right. you just summed up savage. Yeah, yeah that's your that's your so, cup of tea. Uh, in addition, you know, he dropped Whoa in 2000. Uh, you know, that was a uh, that was a big uh, savage in the in, in the crew. Right, out, right. Out at uh, you know, Tequila Willies and 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 uh, you know, out at the bar like that was a big club jam man right right you know, could lean everybody in the club going whoa yeah right yeah, and i could totally hey, see that give me a corona like whoa and we, yeah and we've talked about that in the past that i missed out on that getting married young and having kids i didn't feel so had i been in a club with that shit coming off and going off and everybody like feeling it i may have felt that vibe and appreciated that song a little more but 
I missed that era. And like I said, early 2000s hip hop turned me off and I lost touch for a little while and started putting the focus more on rock and roll. So, and being in a band and having kids. So I missed it. But uh, yeah, I've gone back now in, in hindsight and been like, all right, I was off base, man. This track is fire. Like it's absolutely fire. Got some strings. Yeah. Oh, classic East Coast sound, right? man. Yeah. And then uh, go ahead and drop it on me real quick. Like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Right? This thing bumping. Yes. You're out with the boys. You're out at the at the at the drinking establishment. Yes. Every time it comes up, people, everybody points at everybody. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> oh man, so yeah. uh, absolutely like I, kind of a kind of a sad thing too, because from what I heard, he was very sick and he was actually like broke and destitute and was having a hard time paying for things. And I guess in the fact in the in the hindsight, him and Biggie, I mean Biggie, him and Puffy were not getting along. They felt like he wasn't taking care of his former artists that well. And I've read somewhere that Puffy has offered to pay for his funeral. And a lot of people are like, too little, too late, man. Right. Like, where were you when we needed you, dude? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he definitely was like, uh, he did offer to pay for the funeral. Uh, hold on. Oh, great technical, dude. technical issue adjust and fixed. Uh, sorry about that. Let's be honest. I had to take a pee real bad. <laughs> <laughs> there was no stopping. I had a bunch of water and a Pepsi Zero. I got an hour and 20 minute drive, man. I consume a lot of fluids on that drive. Yeah. I was, uh, you couldn't see me. If this was video, that would have been hilarious. I wish we were recording some of this stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, I'm miming. I'm pantomiming. Can you pause it? Pause it. I gotta be Pause it. Like, just, You'd have been a gift, bro. You are so oh, dude, like, they're, inspired. With there's, <laughs> inspired urine. by the need to urinate. Inspired yeah. by urine. Dude, I had, hey man, I tell you what, man. When you got to go, you got, when Mother Nature calls, you cannot deny the woman. She knows what she needs and she needs it now. And I did. I wouldn't have made it because I know we still got a good chunk of stuff to talk about. And I'm thinking to my, I, I'm thinking to myself, we're not even anywhere near. I'm not going to make it. Like, there's just no way in hell. Like, yeah. So, so anyway, anywho, uh, back. Puffy did offer to buy or uh, pay for the funeral. Yes. A lot of people were like, too little, too late. Yeah. GTFO. Yeah. You know? uh, he, his, sing, his single, uh, Whoa, dropped, uh, peaked at number 43 on the Billboard Top 100 in 2000. Uh, he then spent four years in prison in connection with a hotel robbery in 2004, which yeah. definitely derailed, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the, uh, the um, his career, um, yeah. you know, but uh, he was uh, been on a lot of things. Uh, he was on uh, Puff Daddy and the Bad Boy Family, uh, the Biggie album. Uh, he's on, he worked with Old Dirty Bastard, the Mad Rapper, Tony Benzino, a lot of guys. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and, and Black Rob is probably one of those guys that if, you know, like there's probably a West Coast equivalent to Black Rob where right. we'd be like, yeah. oh man, I can't believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe like, I mean, obviously I think this guy obviously had a bigger career, but like if Brother Lynch passed away, right, people right, on right. the East Coast yeah. wouldn't really know, right. you know or give a crap. But yeah. like Brother Lynch hung for me, like I'd be like, man. That, that hurt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think for, for Black Rob, I think probably, whoa, didn't get me. But I remember, I think he's on the uh, Bad Boy for Life song, which I did like. I was not a big Bad Boy fan, but I liked that. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. And we can't be stopped now because it's Bad Boy for Life. And that beat, that dan dan, just that guitar. Dan 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 dan. And I want to say in the video, it's like Travis Barker on the drums and somebody on guitars. And I remember really liking that song and appreciating it as much as I didn't like. My whole problem with the bad boy movement was a lot of it is I just didn't care for Diddy. Like, I, even though he had people writing his rhymes, I didn't think his flow sounded very natural. And I never really liked his voice. But there was a couple of tracks on that bad boy in the uh, family album, the one with the black cover mm -hmm. that I liked. And Black Rob was on two of the ones I really liked. Like, so, yeah, he, I definitely appreciated him. But I don't think I, I remember. Whoa. And I just went like, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I could have done that. Like, whoa, watch out when I come in the room. Whoa, look at my girl bringing doom. Whoa. But now, uh, but like I said, hindsight, 
I was way, I was off. I was wrong. I was wrong. Hangover. I'm, a, I'm man enough to admit that the hangover. Yeah, the '90s hangover got me, man. The golden era hangover. I was in effect and not appreciating it. Well, Bill, let's uh, let's switch it up a little. Let's bit. Let's do that, know. my friend. Uh, that was a great, you know, way to reminisce on artists that we've lost and talk about our passion for music, man. And that that take you down memory lane, dude. That's what that did. Okay. Okay, what do we got here? Uh. What? Oh shit, I'm feeling those island vibes now, baby. Here we go. Okay. Okay. You can't see it, but Savage is vibing right now. Hard. Hard. Hey, brother, no worries, yeah. Everything yeah. gonna be iry. <laughs> That's what's up, baby. Welcome home, my friend. That's how I should have said. I haven't said that yet. Even as I walked in the door, I should have said it to you. Welcome home, brother. You didn't have a chance to say because since you walked in the door, I was like shoes off. Yes, that's right, man. Damn, damn carpet Nazi. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Savage, a.k.a. the carpet Nazi. Yes, that is one of the rules when I walk in the door. Now, I was thinking on the way down here again, thinking again, I am going to remember. I got to remember to take my shoes off. I'm going to oppress him. Um, oppress? No. I will oppress him. I'm going to this carpet Nazi. oppress him by coming right in and taking him off. And I did not have a chance, dude. I, I wouldn't even end the archway. It was like, hey, shoes, homie. And I was like, Damn it, man! I, God, I, next time we record, I'm gonna just be standing there at the front door holding my shoes. I'm gonna be like, Bill, it doesn't work if you're outside in the dirt in your <laughs> That's socks. True. Well, well, yeah, Take socks your so off, socks <laughs> off, homie. The sock Nazi. Damn it! There's no winning, man. I can't win. Hey, so uh, thank you very much for welcome back. Uh, yes. I uh, just returned uh, not too long ago from a. Yeah. Family outing in Hawaii. Yes. Went and uh, paradise. Yeah, I went and uh, got a little brother time in, a little uncle time in. Nice. Um, I know people like to be like, "Oh, you went to Hawaii," you know, which is great, but it was really a family trip. It was to spend time with my brother and my nephews. Right, right. The scenery is just nicer. Absolutely. You know, and uh, so my brother picked me up. And Wait, you're saying Hawaii's more beautiful than Ceres? Then beautiful Ceres, California. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I was talking to somebody. Yeah. It might have been my brother when I was out there. I was yeah. like, I wonder if there's people out there that have listened to the show and they have no idea where Ceres is. And they're like, man, yeah. sounds nice there. Yeah. <laughs> not that it's not nice. I no, live here. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's, it's you know, it's a Central Valley town in California. Yes. But I wonder if there's like someone like, you know, we, we've seen the stats. Like sometimes we'll get listeners in Germany and whatever. And they'll be like. Someday I want to go to beautiful cities, California. <laughs> I envision people being like, uh, remember the line in Dumb and Dumber when they make the wrong turn and they think they're supposed to be in the Rockies and it's just flat and they're they're like somewhere in the plains of Iowa or some shit. And uh, fucking uh, Jim Carrey goes, man, that John Denver is full of shit because he's always singing songs about Colorado. Like I picture somebody rolling into series going, Man, those guys in the 209 to infinity are full of shit. Like, <laughs> I thought beautiful series California would be a little more beautiful. Yeah. Where's the trees and the mountains? Come on. Hey, you got to check out Savage's yard. That's what's up. You ain't been to Savage Farms yet. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this track right here that I was just playing. Yeah. Obviously a cover of uh, John Denver's Take Country Roads, Take yes, Me Home. Yes, absolutely. Uh, my brother picked me up from the uh, airport. We ran a quick errand. Then uh, the first thing we always do, if time allows, like my goal is to always go to a uh, local brewery called the Kona Brewing Company. Right, right. And we walk in and, and we, you know, we get seated. We got the masks on and the whole, you know. Right. First thing I see, the first picture I took is like this... Uh, this wooden block that says Kona Brewing Company. This table has been sanitized, and I was like, "Right." I go, "2021, baby." Yes, you know, like yeah, that's the first, absolutely. You know? and then on the yeah. back, you flip it over, and there's a QR code. You scan it with your phone, and then there's the menu. Okay. Which you know, okay. no paper yeah, yeah, menu, yeah, yeah. just technology, cool. Yep. And we're sitting there, and we're looking at the menu, and I hear this right now. This. This is a country roads reggae cover. <laughs> and he's like. Yeah. I was like, I got to look this up. I'm feeling this. Yes, dude. Hey, Jama- hey, West Jamaica, take me home. Yes, sir. 
So, I mean, if you're on an island, man, the reggae dominates that island. Hawaiians have their own, you know, their own forms of music that they created, but reggae just there's something about reggae that fits that lifestyle so well man hey, good, good luck listening to reggae not feeling good yeah absolutely oh man can't do yeah it. You can't no do it. you can't uh, if you, you can't to listen to reggae and be pissed off yeah if you do you're a psychopath yes yeah. psychopath the whole the whole vibe of reggae is everything's okay everything's all right we've got love and we're gonna survive like that's literally the like pretty much the meaning or, or the memory in every reggae song like that's what it is yeah. don't worry you know everything gonna be all right yeah it's just that that's the you gotta like that dude yeah so i uh took a trip i was gone for uh about six days uh and uh i had a good time man i uh i first time i met my uh, youngest nephew Right, Amari. Yes, uh, he was born during COVID. He's seven uh, months. Yeah, yeah. So, I saw uh, the photos. You posted some great photos, man. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I uh, I have a, many nephews. Right. I work with kids. I right. do well with with kids. I always have. Um, but every now and then, man. Every now and then, there's a connection. Right. Man. My young buck Amari and me, we were like attached at the hip. Yeah, yeah. Like that was my dude, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm on West Coast time, so like I wake up early. He's a baby. He's up early. You know, my brother and his wife and his and Amari's brother, they're like 6:30. They ain't trying to get up yet. Right, right. You know, right. They're trying to sleep. Yeah. They, they, he got school at eight. I want to sleep till 7:15 at least. Yes. Right? Yeah. So Amari wakes up. You know, baby, 6:10. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Scott's up because it's nine o'clock already in my mind. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. so uh, I, we spent a lot of time together. And then like my like mother nephew was still in school and my brother and his wife are still working. You know what I mean? They took a couple days here and there while I was there. But like, so I got to spend a lot of time with him. Right. Um, so um, it was really good, man. I had a really good time. Um, I had a couple people be like, and this happens every time I go. I'm surprised you came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I heard that a lot when we, you know, man, you you came back from paradise. You ain't stay, huh? And I said, no, nah, man, I can't afford it. <laughs> it's, it's not cheap out there. That's for damn sure. Tourist prices. For well, sure. I, I know this, like my, uh, my, um, my coworker was like, I really thought that you might not come back. Like right. really. And I was like, well, I mean. My brother didn't offer me a good enough salary to be a nanny. Yeah. I mean, had he, he'd be like, yo, man, I'm going to give you 50 and free rent. Yeah. Bill, we're going to have to do this thing remotely. Yeah. Hey, we've done it. We can make it work. We know that now, don't we? Yeah. So anyway, it was a good trip, man. Uh, the uh, it, was, uh, it was really the, hard, the hardest part for me was uh, honestly like leaving Mercy. Right, right. Because, you know, ever since I've got her, and then especially the last 14, 15 months, I was on leave with my dad, and then COVID, like, sure. we spend all the most, you know, almost all day together. Right. You know, every now and then it's an eight-hour shift here, and then I'm out of the house, or, you know, I go golfing, or I'm gone doing something. But for the most part, we're around, you know, I mean, I haven't been away from her since, right. uh, you know, March 2020 when my grandma passed. Right. And when that happened, the people that I had watching them lost her. Right. Yeah. So we I talked was, about that. Yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, I was uh, always a little hesitant in the back of my mind. But uh, luckily, uh, my mom and dad, uh, shout out mom and dad. Yes. What up? Uh, for pops. coming down and, and, and staying at the house. Yeah. Um, uh, the biggest thing for me was um, um, she's not able to... Um, uh, Mercy's not able to, or uh, my parents aren't able to take her on walks. My dad's waiting on hip surgery. Right. It's actually coming up next week. Uh, but uh, but Mercy staying here and being in her house right. and then having my mom be able to take her out back and you know what I mean, was hopefully going to be for me enough to, um, and Bill is really struggling with like the... Uh, <laughs> The length of his, his headset and yeah, leaning yeah. back and be comfortable. You can't see it. I had to just, I, I put my water way out of reach. I needed some water, man. My lips are a little dry and it was way, way further than I could get to. It was it. very hard to tell my story while like Bill trying to 
calculate how to grab his water without making noise. It was very yes, yeah, it was very. I'm be interested to hear how that turns out on the <laughs> on the podcast. I've, well, yeah. it'll only not now people will only get it because I talked about it. And right. Like, oh, let me go listen to it again. Oh yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it was uh, it was a real concern for me for having Mercy uh, home. Sure. You know, being away from her, especially since the last time I left her, I almost lost her. Yes. I didn't lose her, but. Uh, so have my folks here. Uh, the first couple days were rough um, because uh, Mercy, uh, she basically just shut down. Oh, yeah? She didn't really eat. She wasn't she didn't, having didn't it. Didn't go huh? to the bathroom. Okay. Was just laying on the couch. Very Wouldn't interact. Wouldn't really play. Ah. Just throwing temper tantrum a little bit. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. But, I mean... It, it's hard for that's a big change yes you know she and being a rescue dog she doesn't we've talked about she doesn't deal with change well yeah uh and then uh so shout out my co-worker marla uh i had her come by on friday get her nestle her out of the house take mercy on a walk right uh, get a little bit of normalcy for her um and she uh, went to the restroom came back got a little energy burnt started eating and it was better the next two days. So, okay, good, good, so that was good, good. Um, and then uh, I, I have cameras in the house. Right. So I was able to, um, you know, check on Mercy and see her and stuff like that. Sure. And then also make sure that my parents didn't have their shoes on in the carpet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, shoes off. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Think that carpet paid for itself? <laughs> Go listen to the last episode. Yeah, that's right. You know how important it is. That's right. Come on carpet nazi in the building my mom's probably like you remember all the carpet you ruined <laughs> with, your, with your sodas and your cupcakes yes yeah, yeah. apparently all i drink is soda and eat cupcakes. but uh no it was great uh, i had a good time uh, me and my brother we did a lot but you know my brother actually he told me he was like we, we, we didn't do a lot but we did a lot right right and, and that and then and like and that was the that was the key, man. Like that's kind of what I was looking for. Like my brother was like, "What do you want to do when you're out here?" And I was like, "Nothing. Like I'm not coming to go to Hawaii. Right. I'm coming to spend time with you and the kids. Like this is a family trip, not a right, right. I don't want to go to Pearl Harbor and the beach. I don't care. That's right. not what it's about. Right. You know. And so like, and that meant a lot to him because he's like, I love to hear that. You know, and I get that too. Like. I'm like, oh, people want to come hang out with Scott. No, they just want to come to Ceres. Right. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's right. That's what's up. They're using you for you know? Ceres. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I get that. Yeah. And he was like really excited. That made him like really happy that I said that. And that's what it was about. Like, yeah. We, I was there for uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five nights. And I think we went to the pool every day. Right. On his on his property. He's got a, an amazing property. There are multiple pools, barbecue pits. Right. It's really nice. Um, and uh, so it was really good, man. I had a good time. It was, like I said, just family time and, and, and having uh, too much beer. Right, right, right. But uh, that's, that's as vacation as I got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. What I, brought your brother to Hawaii? Was it a job? No, well, so he... Used to live obviously here, and then he was in Stockton, and then he wanted to do like he wanted to change. Oh, Stockton will do that. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. He did. Yeah, he was going to he was he was going to Rockland Junior College playing baseball. Okay, okay, yeah. He wanted to change. It was he was like, you know, he wanted to like go. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. he liked Hawaii. I think he had a friend maybe that was going to college in Hawaii. So he, okay. He went to college out there. He went to Hawaii oh, okay. Pacific University, HPU. Nice. And he went out to college out there. And so he was out there, I think, four years, maybe. Somewhere five years, maybe, somewhere in there. Got a good job. Got in the in the, in the wine. Started working at a bar. Got into the wine industry. Okay. Um, went to school for marketing. I went out there several times. Um, and then um, then he came back him and his girlfriend at the time and then they were working in the bay area in the in the wine and, and restaurant business okay um that ended up falling apart and then he ended up meeting who is now his wife and his baby mama yeah yeah uh and then they were in the bay area same industry and uh they just retired to the bay area they wanted to get I out they wanted that. wanted a change and and uh he contemplated, you know, a couple of other places, and then uh, they just decided that he just... I, I think the thing with my brother was he just... 
like I like Hawaii. I don't know if I could live there. I got no. I understand. Yeah. But he feels that way about here. Like I'm just, he's done. Like you know, he's he's an island kid now. Like that's right, his right, right, right. And so, for him, like he just he was ready to go back. He's tired of California, and I get that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, especially like the 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 the, the politics and the sure, and, you know the way that that our state is. Like he just, it's a lot to deal with. And like, I mean, honestly, like if you could do the same thing in Hawaii that you do here and yeah. survive. And make it. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, I, I've heard uh, a lot of people leaving California for not as beautiful a place as Hawaii. Like, I've heard a lot of people like, I'm going to Texas. They don't, they don't have all these crazy rules. Like, I'm like, yeah, have fun with that, man. I'm going to stay right here. I, I love Cali, man. And I know that we've got issues with politics and we've got issues with, the, the, and, you know, issues and things that need to be reformed and things of that nature. But here's the thing. I feel like the grass is always greener. You're going to get to Texas or Iowa where maybe things are cheaper. Maybe gas is cheaper and real estate's cheaper. But your politicians doing this or enforcing that and you're not going to like it. Nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. Newsflash, everybody. Politicians are politicians. And they are nine times out of 10 looking at their own pockets before they're looking out for yours. So, you know, not, you're not going to be, you're not going to find that oasis in the middle of the United States that's just pure perfection. So there's enough here in California that I love. I've got the mountains, I've got the oceans, I've got the rivers, the lakes, the hiking, the weather. Um, for me, I can't see being anywhere else, like really. And I, and, I, and I get that we have problems and I see that, but... I also see the flip side where it's like, man, there's a lot. There's California still got a lot going for it, man. I'm Cali born and bred, baby. I, I can't imagine like being like, yeah, you know what? Texas. See, Texas. see you're saying the, the percentage of you not being in Cali is very low. Of me leaving and going somewhere else? Yeah, incredibly low. Like I, I, I've barely even travel i'd love to see other places in the united states but uh yeah i can't imagine living anywhere else like i've been to hawaii i've been to the big island though which a lot of people told me was a mistake i think we've talked about that on the podcast it's not the more beautiful of the islands because it's the island with the vault it's been decimated by a volcano so it's a lot of flat brown a lot of ash and rock and volcanic rock like like some of it looked like series you know like it looked like the central valley some areas because literally the forests were laid to waste by a volcano so it was i got off ex the plane expecting to see lavish jungles and flowers and waterfalls and i got off and i was like on the big island i got off i was like what the fuck what is this this is not like on the tv like where's the women in the hula skirts putting the lay around your neck and you walk through a jungle and you're like by a waterfall it was like nah it was flat and brown and humid and there was no ocean in sight like and i was just kind of like oh uh did we make a wrong turn somewhere yeah these guys are full of shit you know like i was like what the hell man and we found that beauty but you had to go all the way to the opposite side of the island to find it like we were on one end and everything else was on the other and it was like a learning curve there's a big learning curve there and then now you know of course in hindsight everybody's like you should have gone to maui you should have gone to kona or you know i'm hearing it oh thanks where the fuck were you when i needed you like you know like, well, i'll tell you this um so i would say if you said scott put a number on it i'm 50 50 right now okay on uh whether i'm here or 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 gone right because uh i i, I do i do feel like uh I do feel like the the blemishes of California. Yeah. Um, they're costing me. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, and so if I get to a point where I can retire and live on a, an amazing golf course, right, in Utah or Texas. Don't do and, you. I've and, been to Utah, man. It's horrible. Well, yeah. <laughs> you also were were on the Big Island, and it was horrible in a spot. Yeah, yeah. Some there was. I found the beauty there. I never did. Well, find I'm just the saying, like, Utah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just saying, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, because at a certain point, like, you live in a in a bubble for the most part. Yeah. Right. So if I find like. Maybe I end up in Ione by Castle Oaks. Right, right, right. Right? Sure. And if you'd have told me 25 years ago I'd ended up Ione, I would have shot you. Yeah. Okay. Ione's terrible. 
Yeah. Armpit. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. But that was young Scott, not sure. realizing. Like, oh, yeah. I used to I was hate from, Amador County. I was County. from Amador, right? I hated Soda Amador Creek. County. I hate Ion. Yeah. I hated right? all of Amador County at one point. I wanted to get out. That was the young guy in me that thought I wanted to live in the city and get out and escape and go to places where things happened. And then once you start having kids and get married, you realize, oh, no, this is a great place. Like, But the young guy in me. Uh, Amador County, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I never did, but I wanted to very badly. Yeah. All I knew about Ione was that it was us and Ione in Little League, and we would always go at each other. And it was ah. seemed, and it always seemed to be me and Tim Martinelli going at each other. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was it. Yeah. And then it was in high school. He was in Argonaut. I was in Amador. Like yeah. it was kind of that thing, yeah. right? So, yeah. but I don't know where I'm gonna be. But yeah, I, I do feel like it. it there's external factors. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're married, your wife, like, what, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, maybe I want to be closer to my nephews, my sure. brothers. You never sure. know. Sure, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, who knows what's going to happen, so I'm not, a, I'm definitely not locked into Cali. Yeah. For now. I mean, season 17 of 209 till infinity. Who knows what that's going to look like? <laughs> 17, shit. What, what are we on? Three now, yeah. so yeah, that's a ways off, yeah. Uh, but, uh, Overall, man, it was really good. I had a good time. It was uh, it was really fun. I enjoyed it. It was it was something that I needed. Right, right. In my soul, like uh, sometimes well, you don't know what you need. COVID fucked up your last vacation, so you haven't had a true vacation. That was your first true vacation in a long time, right? I haven't gone anywhere in a long time. Right, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. You definitely needed it on more reasons. Sometimes you just gotta stop and recharge the batteries and put the gas back in the tank, man, and and just. Take a moment to soak soak things in, man. You know, and, and I'll and I'll be and I'll be dead honest with you, man. Like it's this to me. I loved seeing my brother. Yeah, I absolutely did. I loved seeing my nephew. Yeah. Um, my nephew Avery. Mm-hmm. You know, it was his birthday. I got there on his birthday. I surprised him. Nice. They didn't know he didn't know I was coming. He was so like didn't know how to handle his emotions when he saw that it was me. Like right. He's like this this like insanely active kid that doesn't you know he's just all over the place right and he saw me and he was so shocked that i was there like he shut down for like 10 minutes oh really yeah, yeah. like just like he didn't know how to handle it like yeah. what are you doing here <laughs> like i only seen you on facetime like yeah you know what i mean yeah and then he got over and he's like let me show you every single toy i have yeah <laughs> twice <laughs> yes oh i could see that hell yeah but uh and, and it was great to see uh miranda my brother's wife and 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 we went and we had breakfast on the way out. Um, I posted that on my Instagram. Yeah, uh, she's she works at the Ritz Carlton. She runs the the kitchen. She's a savage chef. Nice. And uh, you know, but sometimes the littlest things or whatever, like that's what you needed, right? Absolutely. And, and my baby nephew was like the fuel to my soul. Like, yeah, that's what I needed. Yeah. Like, like I went to Hawaii, honestly, like really looking forward to it, but also can't wait to get home to Mercy because I right. was so anxious about being away from her. Sure. To the point, but six days later, like I didn't want to leave my nephew. Right. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it, you know, it was the it was the fuel I needed, and then, and then, uh, you know, I came back and uh, got back to big time reality. And I know you're asking yourself, what do you mean big time reality? I was asking myself that. It's funny you mentioned that. What, well, what, what do you mean by big time reality? I'll tell you what, Bill. Yeah. If you tune into the next episode, yes. I will tell you what I mean by big time reality because okay. we've got a little breaking news. I love it, man. I big love breaking, breaking news. news. We've been I've been hinting to it for a little bit. Yes, you have. It is coming out next episode. Right. I will drop the bomb. Boom. I- the, the, not we a real, not a bomb, real bomb. We don't have bomb. a bomb sound effect on the board, do we? There it is. Mind blown, bomb dropped. That's mind bottling. Mind bottling? Really? <laughs> you don't know that reference? Bottling? Ah, Bill! What is it from? Tell me. I'll, Am I missing something? I'll, t- I'll teach you next episode. Bro. All right. Mind bottling. I've yeah. heard of mind blowing, boggling, I've heard. Bottling, I've missed. I'm going to teach you up, bro. I'm going to teach right. you up. Hey, and then also, I heard a rumor. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this was out, but there's a lot of rumors out there. Uh-huh. I heard that you are going to drop the nasty lyric of the week next week. I am going to drop the nasty And it's going to be a, a DJ Billier Especial. An original. Yes. Okay. Something I've been working okay. on and kind of scared to do. 
But, you know, you got to face your fears head on and challenge them and accept it and do it and get through it. And that's what I'm planning on working on next week. So before we head out, I want to say one more time, thank you to my folks. Yes. For taking care of uh, baby girl, a.k.a. Miss Merce, a.k.a. the mayor of Marisol, a.k.a. Merzilla. Yes. Yes. A.k.a. Bill's favorite, the merciless one. The merciless one. Uh, yes. Shout out to uh, my coworker Marla for coming, taking her on a walk. That helped me so much. And nice. this is a qualm. My anxiety is about being away from my pup. There you go. Uh, thank you to my brother yeah. and his lovely bride, Miranda, for their hospitality. Uh, thank you, Bill, for uh, continuing to send me stuff while I was gone. So, like, I didn't feel like I was out of the loop, like, in the middle of, like, like <laughs> yeah. sometimes you're, like, people, you're gone and people are, like, I'm not going to bother him. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you're, like, does my phone work out here? What is going on? Like, yeah. I haven't got a notification, <laughs> right? Like, no, man. And, and it was great, dude. And shout out to uh, OU Nasty and Clorox. Like, my guys. Like, I didn't feel like I was away from the world when I was away from the world. Right. And for me, like a connected guy, like, that that's important to me. Yeah. Like, you know, you were still shooting me YouTube videos. And did you see this? Or how's it going? And I was shooting pictures. And everyone's like, oh, man, that's gorgeous. And I feel like everyone was probably like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> nah, not me, man. Fuck this guy with yeah. his fucking beautiful blue skies and palm trees <laughs> and beautiful water. <laughs> but uh, no, thank you to all you guys. I appreciate every single one of you so much for all of that. If I forgot anybody that did something amazing. Oh, shout out to my Uncle Vern. Yes. Who not only, by the way, happy 50th anniversary. Yes. To him and, and my Aunt Linda. Uh, today, we are recording on April 24th. Today is their anniversary, 50th year. Nice. Congratulations. Congratulations. Big five. Oh, that's huge. But on top of that, he was actually my shuttle to and from the airport. Ah. Uh, I flew out of sack. So I drew up. I flew up. Or flew up. I drove up to him. Met him in the morning. He drove me to the airport at six in the morning. Came, picked me up at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And I don't take those things lightly. Like, he's like, it's not a big deal. And like, to me, it is, man, because you're taking time out of your day to do something nice for me. So right, right, I right, do appreciate right. that kind of stuff. So thank you so much, Big Vern. Yes. Uh, AKA V Diddy. I AKA, like it. AKA Bobcat Forest. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man. And then uh, last uh, but not least, Rest in peace, DMX. Yes. Rest in peace, Shock G. Rest Absolutely. in peace, Black Rob. Yes. Um, you guys all brought some stuff to our lives, to other people's lives. And uh, through your music, you will not be forgotten. Not at all, man. Um, Bumping that digital underground on the way down here, man. It was, still feels the same as it did in the 90s. There you go, man. So uh, why don't you do me a favor, get us out of here. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for being a part of this Uh journey for us and uh until the next time we'll see you guys in the 209 absolutely in the immortal words of my man george clinton anything good is nasty but it ain't good unless you play with it so go out there and have some fun my people and until the next time we will see you in the 209 peace <laughs>